Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are live. Welcome to the Robert Allenby Studio for the Sports Detention Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Grego, with my co-host, Potty. What's happening, Pod? What do we know? Mate, the footy is well and true. Oh, yes. Now. We can smell it now. I am officially excited. It is, yep. it is great. We love this time of year. Everyone's still got hope. Nobody's dreams are being dashed just yet. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, we'll get into that. Mate, yes, so it's a perfect chance for a reminder too is our footy tipping competition yeah, kicks get off on this it. week. We're starting so, to get some numbers up there. We want, mm, our, we want our loyal listeners in here. Last week to enter, so we'll get that uh, link again up on our Instagram page. Mm. Um, so click the link, free to enter. There will be prizes and giveaways that we'll give throughout the season as well for our tipsters. Yep. So... Yeah, and just to, get amongst it. Just for our viewers who I know are watching and wondering, we're not wearing matching pyjamas. We just accidentally both wore a black shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. And we're not mourning like we were <laughs> yeah. last time we wore black shirts. But uh, <laughs> anyway, mate. Um, yeah, so obviously a big week. Yep. Uh, an exciting week of sport as we lead into the uh, first round of the NRL. Yes, kicking off yes. in Vegas. But, um, you know, it's not just rugby league we talk about here, mate. What else has been uh, catching your eye in the world of sport, mate? Golf season, mate. Golf mm. is coming. We're in. We're in a march in about three or four days. And as you know, as it gets to March, we've got the majors coming up. Yep. We got. We're starting with Augusta, the the Masters in April, and then we go oh, through that's the. Good, isn't it? How good is yeah. it? Well, this time of year, so so good. But uh, something caught my eye the other day. I was watching a video um, of professional uh, female golfer Georgia Ball. And yes. She was hitting some balls at the driving range. And, Ball uh, hitting balls. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> and uh, the video, she absolutely nailed them, hitting them flush. Like, yeah. couldn't be hitting them better. Uh, apparently. But some did not agree. Uh, a gentleman has come up to her and decided to start. I've giving seen her this one. Yes, <laughs> yes. To Tell start. the listeners about it, Potty. So uh, a random guy has approached her and uh, just come up and decided to offer her some tips on her yep. swing. And basically, the tip was that she, her um, backswing was far too slow, and she needed to speed it up. And yep. obviously, in order to get a bit more whip through and um, acceleration, know, acceleration create a little bit more velocity and therefore get a little bit more distance. Yeah. Um, you know, George has handled this really politely and decided to say, you know what, uh, I am in the process of changing my swing a little bit and moving things around. Now, you would think, Grego, after telling him that uh, he, she's changing her swing, yeah. in other words, knows a fair bit, a bit, bit um, about golf. You would cop the tip. Not to mention he's probably seen her hit three or four absolute monsters. Flushing them. Flushing them. Absolutely He flushing. still hasn't copped the tip and he's doubled down and said, so just give us another one and let's see. Yeah. And she, she's flushed another one. What was his response? Yeah, see, that one was a lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. mate. So he also, from memory, correct me if I'm wrong, he did mention, he said, oh, look, I've been playing golf for 20 That's years. Right, sorry, he yeah. did. <laughs> I've been playing golf for 20 years, so look, I've, yeah, I've got some experience. How many? Well, I'll give you the tip. I've been playing golf for twenty years yes. as well, <laughs> and, and I'm don't, still <laughs> taking more turf than I am ball. I don't go to the range and offer uh, any advice to someone who is clearly better than me. Look, if there was a morbidly obese woman who found herself falling into the net from the top mm. level at 
Top Golf and yep. she couldn't get out, I could probably offer some assistance <laughs> or offer some advice. Yeah. But uh, in terms of striking the ball, I think oh. I'm going to. Mm, so if you haven't seen the video, one. it is an absolute yeah. ripper. It's getting around. It's yeah. getting around. So yeah, if you see that one, um, yeah, check it out. It, it's cracker. It's a ripper. Uh, mate, what's caught your eye? Mate, dedication to the job, mate. I don't know if you caught this one, mate, but uh, there was a national parks worker around the north coast of New South Wales who has recently found himself in trouble with the law. Mm. But it's got me conflicted, mate. Yep. Conflicted. Yep. So to speak. Um, National Parks worker has been caught drink driving yep. whilst in the possession of MDMA and cocaine. Yeah. However, he was going to fight a fire. Yeah. I, I, I think most of us have heard this story now. So he was on his way. To he was on his way to fight a fire. To save lives, potentially. To save lives, to do... You know, what could be only considered as heroic work, but unfortunately he was over-prepared because he was off his dial. (laughs) He was was ready to go. So any truth to the rumour that he was going to fight the fire single-handedly? I I think he just had like... (laughs) A washer. A washer. A damp (laughs) washer, and he planned on running through the bush slapping at flames. Uh, And, you know, rumour has it he was one of the bravest people anyone's ever seen, but we all know why. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) But, like, think about it. He's obviously done the wrong thing because he's drink driving. We know how dangerous that is. We can't condone condone that. He's... Under the influence of drugs, yep. we know how you know detrimental drugs can be. But I mean, it just sounds like a good story, <laughs> it doesn't does, it? Does. It just you can't help it. It just sounds like a good story. Yeah. And you know, bless his cotton socks. <laughs> bless his cotton socks. He was going in to help save lives. It is, it is an interesting one, and as you said, the, the behaviours that um, have gone on, not condoning that here, the sports detention, but there is something I'm so about, conflicted, Potty. There is something about the story that makes you go, oh, oh you know, mate. His know. heart was in it. Well, <laughs> put it this way, if there had been a story about a bloke who was got called up to come and fight a fire and he said, no, nah, I can't. I'm going to get on the gear all week. We would have been like, oh. You would have said, look, yeah, you know, mate, can't <laughs> right. have that, mate. Yeah. Outrageous. But the fact that he's gone, you know what, I'm not in the best state, yeah. but. I'm going to fight anyway. You know, I'm needed. Mm. I'm required. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But anyway, uh, right. another thing, mate, um, no mercy in rugby league, mate. No, rugby um, I don't know if you caught this one, but the Newcastle Thunder over in the um, in the UK, they've been absolutely hammered by Wakefield Trimini. They Trimini have, Wilder. they have. They have. Um, Wakey, the scoreboard. Wakey has absolutely pumped him 110 nil in, I believe it's the 1895 Cup now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the 1895 Cup, um, 110 nil. Yeah. No mercy rule. What, what are they just gotten the soccer team out there to play oh, for? Oh, mate. Unbelievable. So... Obviously, I'm I'm a bit conflicted here because I I do understand that the lower levels of English rugby league have, have found it tough this year. Yep. You know, some teams have been dropping out of the professional realm, mm. which is disappointing. Um, the promotion and relegation system over there is is so fundamental to yep. the British rugby league. Um, Wakefield Trinity, they were relegated from the Super League last year. They've come back down. So this 1895 Cup, for those who aren't in the know, rugby league fans, is a championship, league one, lower divisions, knockout 
tournament. Yeah. Um, used to be called the Northern Rail Cup, and yours truly actually competed in the Northern Rail Cup the against Northern Rail Cup. Widners back in the day. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a opportunity. It's a cup competition which is designed for teams that are under Super League to have a realistic opportunity of winning a winning silverware. Yeah. So it's a it's a really good tournament. Yeah. So um, yeah, but you know when you're getting results like that, that is still out of there. Yeah. One hundred and ten nil. Mason Lino, if anybody remembers him, yeah, Warriors yeah, yeah, Junior. Yeah. Mason Lino. I think he spent a bit of time at Newcastle I as think, well. Yeah, I couldn't remember where, but I knew. I, he, I reckon he'd have 50 or 60 games under his belt. Oh, I don't think he played that much okay. in terms of NRL time, oh, but yeah. he was definitely in the Warriors system at an okay. under-20s and yeah. and reserve grade uh, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. right. But 38-point um, haul for Mason in that, 19 tries to nil. Yep. You know, I mean, yeah. oh, that's a tough day for Newcastle. It's, it's one of... It's a situation where it's like, oh, how good is that doing the game over there, having a school? Yeah. Like and, yeah. Um, you know, Newcastle Thunder, formerly known as the Gateshead Thunder, um, you know, they, yeah, that's not going to look good on the record books, is it? No, but I'll tell you what, you've got to have records somewhere, so. Well, that's you, right. You'll be back. And records are made to be broken, aren't they? <laughs> I don't want to see that game. All right, final thing that's caught my eye, mate. It's murder on the dartboard. I don't know if you've seen this one, mate. Darren Webster has absolutely blowing up in the professional darts, accusing his Dutch rival of unsportsmanlike conduct. Now, the puns are going to fly here because you know what he's done, mate? What's he done? He's farted. Oh, he's dropped his guts. (laughs) Mate. So, look, excuse me, but... I mean, that could be expected. So Ron Mullenkamp has been accused of providing what can only be described as the Dutch oven on the stage, and Darren Webster wasn't having it. So he's blown up. He's called him a knob. Um, He's accused him of farting and kicking him. Whilst on the uh, on the platform or up front, well, kicking's a bit, um, you know, a bit different. But um, I thought kicking would be easy to prove. Yeah, I there's cameras th- there. I yeah. mean, everyone's on the lash, yeah. so I mean, I don't know if the cameramen are drunk as well and they're not following it. But yeah. I mean, a bit of close camera work might a fart might be easy to prove as well. A little lift of the leg, a little, Ooh, yeah. a little relief bit, on the bit face, a, bit of a cock, a bit of <laughs> bit of pressure at the back of the uh, back of the strides. I think there's uh, footage of Kevy Walters. Oh during yeah, the yes, game. yes, before the kickoff, I remember that one. Oh, but um, what do you think? Do you think fair game though? If you're going to drop your guts oh, well, during a performance, you or know. you know, you're gonna, I mean, you've got to eke out whatever edge you can get, and if it means. Farting to put off your opponent, I think you know we're fair game. Well, I think it is fair game. It passes the pub test, doesn't it? Like oh, well. it's it's just it's it's definitely going to be happening uh, at a local game, isn't it? Now, it's got me thinking though, because darts, darts is quite a serious business. We're, we're training for another marathon. We've spoken about that, and in the lead up to a big game, we're going to be getting on the um the, the carbs in the last couple of days. Oh yeah, I'm suggesting maybe you got on. You know, the curries or something. Yeah, maybe. Or a bit of curry and chips. Yeah, that's right. Oh, north of England, definitely. Um, Look, I think it's fair game. I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's blokes in the crowd at the darts who are going to be doing way more disgusting things that (laughs) night anyway. So it is what it is, you know. All right, mate. Anyway, that's what's caught our eye. Should we get into the rugby league, mate? Let's go. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, 
Rightio, mate. The Rugby League is back. It's a big week in footy, potty. It's, I mean, are you excited? Oh, mate, I am excited now. We, we've gotten through the trials and, uh, I mean, what's not to love? Like, there's been some people back and forward about, you know, Vegas, is it going to work? Is it going to be a great idea? I reckon it's already worked. Yep. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. We get footy starting three days earlier. We get it this Sunday. I absolutely love it. Mm. Rightio, first headline, Potty. Fudging the numbers. Fudging, Fudging the numbers. The, numbers. Yep. the West Tigers, mate. Oh. The gift that just keeps giving. Shane Richardson has come out, CEO Shane Richardson, has come out with some damning reports regarding membership, yep. basically saying that they've been fudging the numbers and they're 9,000 junior members, non-paying members, short in their accounting. So they've been oh. counting in the past that they've got 9,000 extra members, but... They were just non-paying free memberships yeah. that they were handing just, out. Just get, giving them out at the footy on the weekend. It's going, like the McDonald's go, man a- of a match award. <laughs> oh, how good were they? Yeah. So, I mean, realistically for the for the Tigers, it's the optics mm. are poor on that because, I mean, is it just another kick in the guts for the previous administration? Yes. But also, too, I mean, there's a, there's a monetary issue there, especially when it comes to sponsorship, financing, you know. I mean, there's a world of things behind the scenes that we don't mm. consider as fans yep. that could be impacted by this news. Yep, I agree. It's, it's all over the place. When I first thought I went to steal a line from you, Grego, but of course, the yeah. West Tigers. I mean, honestly, it's just absolutely debacle after debacle. However... If I was to put a positive spin on it, if I'm a desperate West Tigers supporter, is it a good thing that Richo's out on the front foot and saying, hey, this is what's been happening yeah. in the past, we're not standing for this anymore? I think it's a, it's a this is the opportunity they've got to do that. Yeah. They've got the opportunity at the moment to just put all the cards on the table and yeah. go, let's take all the bruises because... Now, are you suggesting that if Richo didn't come out and make this announcement, somebody else was going to very, very soon? Possibly. <laughs> but also, too, the fact that it's, it's like the old-fashioned political um sort of idea of putting out the trash yep. when the news is hot somewhere else yep. put out the trash dump it out and try and uh, try and bury it yeah mm. yep um you know it's come on tigers be better <laughs> it is uh wigan win they were brilliant oh, mate we so have to the, talk about this yeah, mate the world club challenge mate so uh look uh, what did we learn? So I'm just obviously we're going to jump in into this a little bit, and I know you certainly want to talk about this. Uh, Penrith, the show goes on, so they are going to be a powerhouse again this year. Uh, they are going to be very good again this year. I saw all I needed to see to know that. To be honest, I saw all I needed to see when I noticed Nathan Cleary was still playing professional football. So, um, Wait, are you suggesting that he's got other things on his mind? Uh, well, I think he does have other things on his mind, but I, what I meant was he is just so good that as long as he's yeah. playing, he could play with you know he could play with a local junior team and he'd be getting to the top eight. Mm. So. Um, Maybe even Newcastle. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, what else did I learn? Wigan, uh, Australian talent shone like a Hollywood meal. Uh, Jay Field of Dreams, Gregor. Oh, yes. Yep. And the and the Bevan French connection. The Bevan French connection, yep. eh? Cosie would be proud of those. Yeah, yeah he would be. Yeah. Um, look, I'm, you know, I'm 
to say I was surprised from Wigan would be false because I, I'm, you know, they're they're a quality outfit, and yeah. and I think the the conditions, the environment suits you know, the Northern Hemisphere teams when we go over there for that World Club Challenge. Yep. I think that was very evident and, you know, it's a couple of conversations I had in terms of the kicking game early. They're saying, oh, well, Penrith forgot to finish sets. It was like, no, with the, the depth mm. of the in goals over there, you risk the seven tackle set. Also, on top of that, it's a 50-50 if they drop out and go short. So It was clearly tactical. Basically, it's like, well, you know, I think they probably could have – they could have chanced their arm a bit more and yep. actually just said, look, let's see how it goes anyway. But, you know, they only know what happened behind closed doors in terms of the tactics there. But, you know, I think the environment, I we underestimate, you know, the qualities of those UK teams. And I think Miski, um, Marshall coming out from the back, like strong ball runners. Yeah. And, I mean... They were able to compete. They gave, they got them on the front foot, and then just that those little pieces pieces of class, you know. And Penrith weren't prepared for it because being their first hit out of the year. Yeah, and the Super League a month into the season as well. So, yeah. yeah, I mean Bevan French's you know first set up oh. for, for Miski's try. Like yeah. I mean you know that was you know Miski just as good as you. It was on the paint. Yeah, the ball just perfect read. You know, tip, you, tip your lead. Well and done. I mean, there's a bit of controversy that has occurred throughout the game. I, you know, you can't say that's what lost Penrith the game because that's, you know, it's it's just not true. Yeah. However, you know, the tries, you can go back and forth on those either way. You know, did Taylor May get the ball down? I guarantee he got the ball down, but there was absolutely no no conclusive evidence to say he was. So you've got to agree with that. Yep, and, and happy to go with that. The Wigan one. Yeah. I mean, they never even talked about it in the video ref booth about the fact that he promoted the football. Yeah. Like, I, it was just basically whether he'd got to line or he got it grounded or not. I'm like, the ball stopped with his arm carrying the ball on the ground and then he moved it and tucked it under his yeah. chest. Like, so they didn't I, even talk about it. Yeah, I, I've got no idea what was going on there. Some sort of confusion regarding the fact that his whole body or a part, portion of his body was actually in the end goals, like his feet. That doesn't they, matter. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, So I'm speculating as to uh, what, what has happened, but they got it so wrong that it's not funny. And... You, you need to you need to be better than that because the double movement's been in the rule book since the day dot. It was a clear there was so there was a suggestion of promotion. Of the four. I was just checking to see if he promotes or oh, doesn't seem like he's pro, like he promoted the football. He promoted I the mean, football. Well, the tackle had ended. Yeah, the yeah. momentum had stopped. You if you move your arm, you, you're promoting the football. So like anyway, it. those as a Penrith fan. I can look at those and, you know, that's that's really what everybody's barking up. And, and I mean, there's been fans of every team that have come out and had their comments on social media and the like in the last 24 hours about it. However, it's the Liam Martin strip where I go, oh, I can't have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's a, that's a simple situation where all it takes is someone to go, hey, Jimmy, in the ear of the ref, go, hey, Jimmy, just a reminder, mate, we're playing international rules here. Yep. That is completely legal. Yep, and exactly. then you could have just brought it back for a play the ball yeah. or something. We like, because be... he'd already been tackled. Like, yep. it was just that simplicity of that decision was the yep. one there that tipped me over the edge. Yeah, there was an opportunity to rectify that mistake. And they, and they didn't take they, it. They, yeah, they so, do. I mean, and the way that Penrith were coming at them, 
the they had taken Landmark had stripped the ball. They were on the attack, yep. twenty out from their own line. They turn around, mm. they get a scrum. Bevan French nearly scores a try. Yeah. Like the psychological kick that you get as a team. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So so as a Penrith fan, I would say the issue for me was not really the tries. I can see either way where you could go, oh, that's, you know, no, this, the double and the other. was a shocker. It was a shocker, but I'm not resting the fact yeah. that that was the issue that cost us the game. I think it was more the, the more damning decision was the the one-on-one strip that that was pulled up that wasn't uh that was given as a penalty that was yeah for me that was a kick in the guts i think you're right uh it was a hell of a game and um you know i think um as i said the penrith show will go on there's been people uh spending you know the last 24 hours saying get over it penrith look how much success you've had like stop whinging but enough about how i spent my sunday uh let's move on I'm hurting, mate. <laughs> like, I would say to those, no, I won't get over it because if I'm being selfish, I would say that's the greatest NRL team. You know, salary yeah. cap, you know, in the salary cap era, what they've done through people, but they've never won the World Club Championship. Never won it. So technically we're saying that the UK Super League in the last two seasons has proven that they are the superior competition. Yep. Well... <laughs> <laughs> And that well, that's what the record books will say. They yeah. celebrated like it. Well, that's it. Yeah. Like that, I can't take. Rightio, mate. I've got a headline. The dragons are back. Potty, do you like dragons? Oh, the dragons are back. <laughs> Look, they have thumped the West Tigers. Oh, yeah. In their final preseason challenge match. I mean, it was just vintage St George. It just looked like, you know, get excited, dragon fans. Get, a, get uh, uh, they're up and about. The Dragons fans, they're, they're, they're thinking, you know what, the April Premiership's ours again this year. Mate, look, I put this headline in there simply just because I wanted to get your measure on it. Yep. Was this a good example of trial football? Yeah, a great example of trial football. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the Dragons have put – they're going to be capable of putting together a performance yeah. this season. But I just – yeah, I mean – or is it just as that's how bad the Tigers are going to be? Yeah. No, I, there's two ways you could look at it. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's pre-season football or the Tigers are going to be horrible this year. Uh, it could be both. It could, it, it, it could be both. But I don't think you learn a lot from um, – if you, coaches are going into this pre-season tournament and the result is not really worrying them. They don't really mind that much whether they win or lose the game. They're looking for certain performances from individuals and the team over a period in the game. Mm. An example of that, um, Parramatta yesterday, who beat Canberra, um, they whipped off all their players with 20 20 minutes to go. And they were playing a Canberra team who wasn't playing half a dozen of their... Um, Titans. Titans yesterday. Titans, sorry, yeah. sorry, Titans. Yeah. Canberra the, the previous week. Titans yesterday. Uh, Titans team who were still missing three or four of their um, yeah. better players. Like, you, you can't you can't measure it. Um, so, look, the Dragons, that'll be a nice little boost for them. Probably put a spring in their step for the last yeah. couple of weeks of training, so it'll be beneficial from that point of view. But as for the Dragons moving significantly up the ladder and the Tigers finishing dead last for a um, for another year in a row, uh, sorry, for a third year in a row, I don't really think you, you take it any much away from the trials. Mm. 
Captain Crichton, Bulldogs have wasted no time looking uh, to get the most out of their new star recruit. Steve, 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 Steve. Steve, Steve. <laughs> Stephen Crichton has been named captain of the Bulldogs. So uh, Reed mm. Marnie was named captain last year, is moving aside from that position. Mm. And uh, Stephen Crichton's coming in. What do you think of the move, mate? Look, I, I heard about it through... Gus's podcast. Yep. So basically Gus has been extremely glowing of Stephen Crichton this year and how he's come over to the club, really, you know, stamp his mark as a leader on that group. Um, you know, I yeah, I think it's a good good decision if that's what they've come to, but I, I'd just be interested and in see where Reed Marnie was in this decision, whether Reed was happy to step back, you know, what what happened behind yep. the curtain that led to this decision and, you know, it it could be a good decision, it could be a masterstroke, or it could be, you know, disappointing for Reed Marnie. Could be all of those things. Um, I think it speaks to the Bulldogs' lack of leadership depth uh, at the club. As good a player as he is, he's just come straight into the team and he's been made captain without even playing a game. Mm. It's not like Adam Reynolds, who was captain of his club, that he was coming from. So when he moved from South Sydney, he was captain, moved to the Broncos. They made him captain straight away. They had a, a big leadership void. They were buying him to be their captain. They had made the decision to make Stephen Crichton their captain when they bought him. I think it speaks to a lack of leadership at the club. That doesn't mean it's going to be a bad decision overall. That doesn't mean he's not going to end up being a fantastic captain. Well, considering the captain prior to the previous captain almost started a revolt at the club yeah. before being moved on. I think they're probably on an upward trajectory regardless. Yeah. So, so. yeah, they've had, a, and like, they've had a lot of leadership turnover over the last few years. So, mm. anyway. Rightio, final rugby league headline, mate. The big one. The NRL wants to buy the Super League, mate. Yeah, well. So this was big news coming out of the back end of last week. You've been calling for this, Grego. Uh, I have I have mentioned it. I mean, unfortunately, the fact that this is in the mainstream media as news means that my rants are probably going to be less and less because I've got other rants like, you know, NRL Champions Leagues with yep. Super League and all that sort of stuff. This sort of might put a bit of a kibosh to all those ideas. Mm. But, I mean, on first thought, I like it. Yep. I'd love to get your thoughts on it and what you know, what you know you like, what you dislike. What do you, What do you think, mate? I'm pretty positive about it. I, I, I like the idea of it. So the article that came out, which I believe um, um, Fox Sport, um, yep. and, and they spoke about uh, the NRL, yes, considering making a play to buy the English Super League. Uh, the benefit of it, um, from my point of view, um, uh, number one, they're going to Vegas. If they're serious about... Um, cracking into that US market where they believe there's a whole lot of untapped money, a whole lot of untapped talent that they can get into, having a very strong competition in the Northern Hemisphere would be a good way to do that, I think, because you could be – you'd have better time slots. I think it's a five-hour difference between London and uh, New York and then yeah. an eight-hour difference between uh, London and LA where it's all over the shop over here. It's very hard to manage uh, a time slot over there, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, I think if you want to grow the game, the the idea the, the idea of sister cities um, was floated. So I, I don't know whether they didn't really elaborate on what that was. They're, but they're just throwing mud at the wall. At the they're moment, throwing mud at the wall. What, but what I, sticks? But. Yeah, uh, I I imagine that's um, the idea of 
you know, you, you're, a, you're a club, we're going to pair you up with another club or you're going to build a relationship with a club. Yeah. And we're, I don't know if that's going to work, but I can see this being a positive for rugby league. Yeah. It'd have to be a holistic thing yeah. um, because, say, for example, you're the Penrith Panthers and you get paired up with, oh, I don't know, let's say the, um, the Barrow Raiders yeah. up in Cumbria. You're probably not going to be as happy as if you are, the, you know, the West Tigers and you get paired up with the Leeds Rhinos. You know, so I don't know... Yeah, whether that – I think it would be something that would have to happen holistically rather than the NRL going, oh, these are your, your teams, you know, Castleford Tigers, you know, even Castleford Tigers, West Tigers, you know, that sort of stuff. But I think there's there's definitely – I like the idea from, a, you know, if the NRL has the equity to go and purchase a competition like English Rugby League and basically go, look, we're going to – put them all together, we're going to get work them together. So our marketing team, who has been extremely successful in Australia, is going to, you know, head over and, and assist in developing, you know, revenue streams for English football clubs, like English rugby league clubs. Yep. We're going to, you know, we're basically going to bring everything in-house. Yeah. International rugby league would then, you'd think that would be the next thing that falls in as well. Yep. You know, so it becomes... You know, very similar to what the UFC does. Yeah. You know, the UFC, if you think of mixed martial arts, you think of the UFC. Yep. You know, so it would be very, very similar similar to that. But also, too, understanding you'd need to understand the dynamics of English rugby league as well mm. as you go through that, and it's very different to Australia. So respecting that, but yeah. also looking at, and they were talking about even the um, going back to a winter season for for rugby league over in the UK. Now, this is this is where it gets interesting. Mm. As somebody who has played rugby league in the UK and played in the summer season, that is something that can, you know, often be a bit of a hurdle for you if you are a rugby league player. Say for example, you've got they go back to the winter season. Yep. There would be issues such as, you know, availability of stadia. Yeah. Because essentially, like we saw on Sunday morning, Wigan Athletic played the day before Penrith and Wigan played at the DW the next day and they absolutely chopped the shit out of the... Yeah. But it had already been chopped up the day before. So there's those issues in the winter when it comes to rugby league over there. That's, you know, that's something I'm, that possibly is, you know, storming a teacup. It wouldn't matter. However... If you are able to say to players, if you sign with an English club, you know, using and let's let's be fair, Dinkum, the Pacific Island population within professional rugby league is growing. They have a greater access to visa ability to play in the Super League due to Samoan, Tongan, Pacific Island passports. You could grow the game over there with that access to talent that can yep. come in, but also too on the flip side of that for the international players who want to take up an opportunity to play over there, they might go, well, you know what? If I'm playing in the winter, I've got all summer off to take my family around Europe. Hmm. I've got that opportunity, whereas at the moment, if you sign with an English club, you're looking for a bye weekend to get away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it changes the dynamic of the attractiveness of going over there, but then they also talked about back. You know, back in the day when Brett Kenny, Peter Sterling, that would go over and play in the winter season over there and, and get games under their belt as well. I don't know how that could work. You're not going to be seeing your stars go over yeah. there, I don't think. I don't think that would work these days for a variety of reasons. But 
I think the opportunities for guest stints for loans to get games under your belt, say, for example, a player comes back from a season-ending injury, they're ready to go October, November, let's get you over for, you know, a 10-game loan spell over, you know, with Halifax. Yeah. You know, there, there's opportunities that could arise if they're if the seasons are, are different as well. Same with the English players who want to test themselves out here. Someone like Penrith, who's got um, young Schneider there now, Mm. Um, they might send him over there to get some experience. All right, here's our uh, sister club over there. Playing. Well, he's been at, he was at Hull KR last yeah. year. If he's if Jack Cole gets yeah. the starting spot, he's not getting games. He's you know the there's a better opportunity for him back at Hull KR on loan yeah. from Penrith. We'll give you you know a three month loan over there, which crosses over the season, and then we'll go from there. I think the opportunities there mm. are what's positive and, and exciting about the prospect. Long way off if it does happen, mm. I'd imagine, but uh, I do like it. I, I like it too. Final little thing, mate. you got a couple of little quick headlines. Uh, yep. So um, it, it's been reported that uh, Brian Smith, uh, you know. The great. The great Brian Smith, four-time grand final uh, grand finalist coach never got over the yes. big one. Yes, yeah. oh, mate, that's a that's a career and a half, isn't it? Now, in his defence, he um, he he got knocked over by Wayne Bennett and three of them, and the other was Joey Johns. So you know, yes. you, you, let's let's not be too harsh on him. He's the Andy Murray of, of um, well, Andy one of you. Sorry, Andy, I won't get it. Yeah, that's a bit but harsh. it looks like he's going back home, and he's uh, going to be an, a coaching consultant for the Casino Cougars. The Casino Cougars. Yeah, so mate. that's that's a bit of a coup for them, I'd imagine. Oh, I think it's a bit of a coup for Brian Smith, to yeah. be honest. A real, real good notch on your resume, that one. <laughs> um, so he's from the area, apparently. Yeah, I think good. he's going back to, um, uh, you know, probably retiring. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no worries. I'll come down and help out, boys. And the local paper's got it all over it. No, that's good. Uh, Micah, mate, and Micah, he's had some bad news this week. Yeah, so Micah's um, got himself suspended for a, something he's been suspended a couple of times He's got before. form, man. He's got form. He's got form. Uh, and so he's um, a high tackle on AJ Brimson, and he will be spending uh, three weeks on the sideline if he takes the early guilty plea, four weeks if he doesn't. Now, considering last year he fought it and lost and got the four yeah, weeks well, for the same was, charge, yeah. I'm an Imagining, I would imagine they're not going down with the same. Yeah, you'd be uh, you'd be avoiding that. But uh, uh, so unfortunately, Parramatta lost him for a couple of weeks, from my point of view, and also the uh, Bailey Simonson looks like he's picked up a a, um, a hamstring injury. But you know what? Opportunity knocks. Well, absolutely. Someone like Hayes Dunster might come back into the the realm now, and he's coming off a. This will be his second season back after a so devastating. Hayes, Hayes on the wing, yeah. and and obviously you've the depth there. We talked about it last week with Pablo having yep. an opportunity there. I mean, Simonson and Penasini looked good on the weekend. I mean, geez, he's a talent. Penasini, Sean Russell looked very good. Sean Russell yep. looks like he's put on. Um, Five or six kilos. Uh, he doesn't look like it. I read it. He's actually put on five or six kilos. <laughs> that sounded good. Oh, how good was that? Dob yeah. yourself in. And uh, so both of them looked really good. Uh, so, you know, I would be saying to someone like Hayes Dunster, if he gets the Nord, mate, spot's there. You do well for three rounds. Micah doesn't, he's not an automatic mm. walk in. Some big names could be on the outer. Yeah. What? Oh, hold on a second. Speaking of big names. Speaking of big names, mate. Speaking of big names. Little John. What? What? 
Rightio, mate. What's the question? The name game, mate. The Who, name game. The name game. Who would you select? I'm going to give you a name yep. that two NRL players share. So they have it in common. Uh, it could be a first name. It could be a last oh, name. Really? It could be a mixture of Jeez, both. Jeez, that opens up the floodgates. Yeah, actually, it's not going to be their first name solo, but it might be their first name and their last name okay. lineup. So, uh, and so my example here is I'll say, which one would you select? Bromwich, Jesse or Kenny? Okay. And we go from there. Do you want an answer for that? Go, mate. Uh, it's going to be Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, yep. he's probably going to le- spend less time on the sideline. All right, mate. So I've got a few here, so I'm going to uh, go through them pretty quickly. Okay. Paolo, Junior or Jackson? Uh, junior. Crichton, Angus or Stephen? Uh, Stephen. Cleary, Nathan or Ivan? That's... That's a sin you ask that question, mate. <laughs> Both. Both. Moses, Mitchell or Suli? Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, oh. Actually, Isaac Moses. Isaac. I'll take Isaac because he comes with a lot of goods. <laughs> but you can't get rid of him. No. Uh, Hunt, Ben or Royce? Uh, ben. Young, Hudson or Dominic? Oh, I'm going to take Hudson, some grunt. Mm. Smith, Brandon or Billy? Uh, oh, I like to party, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> Kafusi, Oregon or Felice? Felice. Saifiti, Daniel or Jacob? Which one's which? <laughs> the they one tried to do the switcheroo on the weekend. The one who's played Origin for New Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> uh... I'll take Jacob. Take I, don't, Jacob. I don't even know who Jacob is out of the two. The one who didn't get bloody knocked out by uh, Boyd Cordner's brother. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know which one. Not allegedly. <laughs> Whichever one comes. Um, Papa Leahy, Isaiah or Josh? Uh, I'll go Isaiah. Travojevic, Tom or Jake? Oh, man. Oh, far out. <laughs> Uh, I want to win games, Tom. Yeah. And this one's going to be an easy one for you, mate, to finish off. Martin, Tamari or Liam? Oh, Liam. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Left yeah. that one for you, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, very good, mate. There you go. The, the name game. Very good. Um, mate, Six Nations on Netflix. Yep. That's been my, my stream of the week. What a – I mean, Netflix, they're just – don't miss. Yeah, they, they don't miss. Yeah. Like, um, I just started watching that and I just liked, like, I'm net, not massive in the Six Nations. I'll catch, you know, the scores and whatnot and, uh, you know, but it was really good. Like, they obviously got into every team yeah, throughout yeah. the episodes. Have you seen it yourself? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's on, it's, you got to check it out. List. You got, you'll have to check it out. Um, but just obviously the backstory behind it and obviously in the last couple of seasons, Scotland and, and Ireland have been really prominent within mm. the Six Nations. So, you know, France have... have Featured been, heavily in the World Cup as well. Yeah, so. so France have been pretty successful as well. England are struggling. They're going through influx of coaching and, you know, there's a, a real identity crisis in English rugby at the moment. Yeah. But, um, but What about Eddie Always, Jones? yeah. I mean, Eddie wasn't <laughs> into They'd already got rid of Eddie <laughs> before the, uh, the documentary rolled. But, you know, England's a perennial contender who can beat anyone on their day anyway. So yeah. it really is exciting. And then obviously Warren Gatlin's back at, at Wales, mm. but Wales just, they're in a, a transition phase. Yeah. So it's, it's been an interesting, um, 
you know, documentary to watch. I mean, Italy is, you know, they're obviously always there, but a bit of a cellar dweller. I mean, it would have been great if they had done it back in the day when Nick Malay was coaching oh, and Craig Gowell oh, was yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> and at the oh. end, do you reckon it would have been just beautiful if they could have done it? Gowie, at the end, they finished the series with... And here's your Dalian. Oh, <laughs> mate. That would be perfect. That would have been perfect. But would um, a tear have rolled down the face? Oh, <laughs> mate. Yeah. It would be complete. Uh, but even, um, you know, the whole story behind it, and, I, and, you know, a few of the players obviously not being so, and it's a bit like the Formula One, you know, mm. you know the, the big personalities, but seeing across the grid and the different, different people beyond the scenes. I like, you know, the whole Andy Farrell story, being the head coach at Ireland and Owen playing for England. And, you know, it's a, it's a really, yeah, there's some really good storylines in there. Um, you know, Russell playing at the 10 for Scotland, you know, a bit of a, a, bit of a rogue character and he's clashing with the coach. Coach and yep. you know, but he's just the coach says, "Oh, he bloody wins us games." I've just got to, yep. I've got to let him be himself. So, yeah, it's really some really good, interesting storylines, and I think it's a really, really good doco. And mate, I've, I've already moved on to the next one, mate. NASCAR, NASCAR, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Netflix never, never miss. Keep keep producing the goods in the sports docos. They, yeah. Another one, mate. Brilliant, mate. Mate, I might have to give that a watch. I, I've got nothing. I've been dreadful this week. I, I barely watched any telly, so, um, yeah, yeah, nothing. Mate. Except for plenty of footy. Yeah, that, that does help. Well, mate, a uh, bit of bit of sports around the mm. world, mate. The UFC. Mate, uh, there was a fight night yesterday, mm. but um, there's been some issues in the UFC, mate. Yep. I I mentioned something the other week. Do you want to remind the listeners of what I mentioned? You were talking about UFC 300. Yeah. Yeah. And you I, were talking about getting ready to. We were up for something big. We are getting blown away. We were getting blown away. According blown to Dana White. Yep. Dana White said we are getting blown. And what's happened, mate? Uh, I am not blown. Underwhelmed. <laughs> mate, they've ended up with uh, Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill for the um, light heavyweight title. Uh, they've essentially probably thrown a bag at Jamal Hill and gone, look, mate, we need to get you back from your Achilles injury because yep. we need to save this card. Apparently there's a word come out this, this week from Dana White saying that Leon Edwards was the welterweight champion was offered three different fights. He accepted them all, but they never came to fruition. So, you know, they've obviously been putting work in behind the scenes to try and blow us away, but it hasn't happened. And they've ended up with, I think it's still an exciting main event, but, I mean, in terms of the other pay-per-views, Volkanovski, 298, going into 299 with, with Sean O'Malley, Cheeto Vera. I'm struggling to see where 300 beats those cards. Yeah. So you're suggesting they've gotten the order wrong? Oh, I would suggest the buy rate, mm. as of today, would be bigger for 299 the yeah. interest of it, than it would be for UFC 300. Yeah, and it's okay. just a, a timing issue that they've run into. Yep. I mean, 299 is pretty stacked yep. for a card. But, um, yeah, anyway, I mean, I'm just saying that, 
And I mentioned it on the podcast that usually when Dana says he's going to blow us away, they usually come up good. You know, but this time it, it just hasn't happened. Um, but anyway, yesterday was a, a fight night card. So we had uh, Brandon Moreno, Brandon Roy Val. Um, they had a split decision for Roy Val. Big fight in the flyweights. Um, you know, that'd be probably have title implications on it. It's, you know, it's stagnating a bit at the top there. Um, Rodriguez and Ortega. Ortega got the, uh, the submission win. But uh, other than that, it was a pretty. Um, International flowy card. Mm. Um, a lot How did of, you rate it? A lot yeah. of European um, fighters come down. How did I rate it? I didn't watch it, Potty. Yep. Okay. I saw the <laughs> results yep. and, um, yes, I'm yet to go back and watch it. However... Um, so you haven't heard reports that it was one of those cards that just didn't look like it was all that much and it, it blew your socks off? No, I haven't yet. However, I did catch a fight at the card, which I will show for the... <laughs> Yourself here, mate. Oh, so this blue <laughs> in the crowd, how crazy is this? Like, we'll play it here. And this is, we should get away with this because this is a crowd handheld footage, so there's yeah. no copyright here. And this bloke gets absolutely knocked out cold. Yeah. So, you know, this sort of this sort of behaviour, you know, it's probably, probably frowned upon, even at the fights frowned upon a little bit. Do you know sh who should be asked never to come back again? Who's that? Security, mate. Yeah, <laughs> oh, mate. Even Dana White said that in the press conference at the end. He said, look, it was a pretty crazy, you know, fight. And everybody was saying about it. They were going, oh, you know, geez, what what could the UFC have done better? He said, mate, there was, was no the security. <laughs> there was no security that came out to sort it out. So, I mean, that like, was... That's uh, scary watching that video there. That could have, like, that could have turned into all-in brawl. And there is no one there to stop oh, it. yeah. Absolutely. If it, if it escalates from there, I mean, everybody, it seems as though, stood back and let the two groups go at it. But, yep. I mean, if it escalates from there, there's no security at that one. Imagine if it yeah. really unfolded. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so UFC 300's let me down. That's probably the big news. And, um, yeah, I'll check out the fights, mate. I'll catch up with them this week. Mm. Oh, but anyway, mate. <laughs> All right, mate, so I'm sticking with the golf tonight, and I read the other day uh, top Asian tour event, the Hong Kong Open, is going to clash with the Australian PGA Championship this year. Now, I love um, the Masters. I love um, all the majors over in the US, but close to my heart, being Australian, I love December, the end of the year, where we get the Australian Open, we get the PGA Championship. You get the Aussie golfers come mm. back home, and, and, and they play. Uh, they played in Brisbane over the last couple of years, and um, uh, they, they play in Melbourne all over the place. It's really good to see. Uh, and unfortunately, this event is uh, going to clash, and a lot of the live golfers, who um, sometimes might end up out at um, uh, in Australia, Cameron Smith, for instance, although I do believe he has committed to the PGA Championship for this year. Yeah, you'd um, like you like that. Yep, yeah, you'd like that. But in the future, a lot of uh, the live golfers are getting pushed towards the Hong Kong, Kong Open. So it poses a question that I know we've already discussed here, but we're really in for some interesting times in golf over the next couple of years, and they really need to sit down and sort out the scheduling because I know mm. on a world scale, we're talking about the Australian PGA Championship, big money in golf, they're like, yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I get that, but we, in order to keep golf developing in 
all around the world. We need to make sure there's a place and a spot. I don't know whether it's Australia having to move their summer of golf and where it actually goes, but we need to get a schedule locked in so it's not just like, oh, live golfers, I know you usually go home and play in the Australian Open, but no, we're going to push you out here. And, I mean... At this point in time, live the PGA. They've broken bread. They have broken. So there's bread, some there's some resolution there, but it's now like you're saying. I agree. It's time to put the put the calendar out yep. on the table and let's try and make it work, in and get a look at how both live and the PGA are going to operate. You know, hand in hand throughout a season. Yeah, and then you know, tournaments like in Australia might say, okay, we can't survive where it is. We're going to have yeah, to we'll, push it. We'll here. move. We'll, we'll move. Yeah. Yep. I agree, mate. That's um, That seems like common sense, mate. Oh, stop it, stop it. I mean, it's happening all over the world. Cricket's getting more and more jam-packed. Uh, yeah. The, what they've done with the IPL, that eight weeks every year, no one pretty much does anything during that time. So but that's a, I mean, that was one of our suggestions early in the mm. piece with Liv is, you know, find a window for Liv, yep. PGA, accept that they're not going anywhere, and you could probably find some common ground. But oh. Yeah. Yeah, they're taking their time with it. Okay. Righty, I'm going to jump in, mate. Novak, arrested for child pornography, mate. Have you heard this one? I have not. You're looking concerned. I am, mate. (laughs) That's pretty concerning. (laughs) Well, I'm going to alleviate your concerns, mate, because it is uh, Brandon Novak, the uh, professional bowler. Oh. (laughs) Mate, you know my famous saying is, but of course. Mm. I mean, if there's any sport where someone's going to be reefed out mid-performance. So this he, they've pulled him out of the bowling alley during a oh, meet. 10-pin bowling. Yeah, 10-pin yep. bowling. Yeah. And oh. he's been charged with child pornography. Like that, I mean, he's a disgrace. Yeah. Let's let's not sugarcoat it here. What a yep. disgusting human. Yeah. But anyway, allegedly at allegedly. this point in time, we'll, yep. we'll throw that in. But, I mean... Look, let's be fair to Ingham. I just saw his last name was Novak and I knew I'd get a rise out of you saying that Novak (laughs) has been arrested for a heinous crime. So anyway, that's why I threw it in there. But anyway, that's done. We're moving on from that. Okay. um, Well, mate, there's one more we have to get through, mate. What? Another one. We're back. Another one. We're back. I missed this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I missed the cue for this one. Off the back of us not being blown away. Mm. Um, UFC 300 has let us down. Yep. But I thought, look, what better thing to do and then ask the question, what are the biggest disappointments in Australian sport? I could have gone worldwide, but then it just gets a bit sort of... Yep. Gets a bit diverse. So yeah. I thought let's stick with Australian sport. We've been disappointed by UFC 300 and the card they've produced. So what are the biggest disappointments in Australian sport? I will give you five. Yep. I'm going to throw them out there. You've got to rank them as they come. Yep. Okay? Yep. So you don't want to trap yourself in no. terms of disappointment. No. So have a little bit of a think and I'll start rattling them off for you. Righty What's my strategy? First one, 1976 Montreal Olympics. Now... Don't shoot. It's not the fact that the greatest athlete on earth then decided to become a woman. Mm. Okay, we're going to go with Australia's performance in that. Zero gold, one silver, five bronze. Ah, uh, Look, I'm going to put that at number um, number four. Number four. Yeah. Melbourne Storm salary cap scandal. 
Uh, number one, that was a disgrace. Number one? <laughs> and you know why I think that was a disgrace as well. I don't even have to th- think about that. It's definitely number one. Sandpaper Gate. Sandpaper. Oh, Dave Sam- Warner, Steve Smith. Yeah. Is it, was it Bancroft? Bancroft. Bancroft. Well? Yep. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, it, it's probably around the three mark, but I'm going to put it at number five because I think it was the greatest overreaction that I have ever seen. The ICC gave them a one-match ban. And because of media pressure, the Cricket Australia came out and suspended them for 12 months. Yeah. Please, five. The underarm ball. The underarm ball. <laughs> so for our Kiwi listeners, <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll put that up at number two. That was pretty ordinary. What's with number Radio. three? The darkest day in Australian sport, Essendon, the Sharks, and Stephen Dank. That gets number three. <laughs> that gets number three. <laughs> I uh, think that might go above the underarm ball if you had your time again. <laughs> yep, but I'll tell you what, I'm not unhappy with putting the storm in their cheating yeah. ways. Yeah, fair <laughs> give enough. Give me my premiership of 2009 oh, back so man. I can enjoy it. And give Heine his premiership ring. <laughs> um, and now just a bit of interesting sort of learning on the back of that one. So the Montreal Olympics 1976, the the disgrace that we put forward, that led to the development of the AIS. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was a massive shift in thinking around, you know, Australian performing and, and the nationalistic movement to try wow. and improve yeah. our sports performance. Yeah. So in the past they'd... Um they didn't have a central Australian no. structure. Being quite for successful, sport. had some really good swimmers, some really good athletes. It but fell off, and then um, yeah, they, obviously mm-hmm. they needed a, 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 a significant investment in sport on the back of the performance of the seventy six games. Mate, that is some good trivia. I mean, at the end of the day, look, it wasn't the worst performance of the seventy six games. No, I mean we've talked about Caitlin Jenner, <laughs> we've talked about the Australian performance, but the fact that if you look at <laughs> The Montreal Games. They didn't finish the fucking stadium before they... <laughs> the unions absolutely suffocated the the construction of the stadium and they didn't... Like, if you look at it, documentaries of the 76 Games, there's still fucking rebar sticking out of concrete slabs as people are watching the Olympics. You wouldn't get away with that today. No, oh, absolutely not. Because they had... Because also, too, um, Montreal, the massive winter window... Construction yeah. shuts down. Yeah. Like you, like it's frozen for, you know, a good three months of the year yeah. and they had worked out the timescale of being able to have it and then the union shut them down during the good periods. Oh, geez, when they must be under working. pressure. Brisbane's going to be facing that sort of pressure soon. There's already talk about what's going to – the Gabba redevelopment, um, yeah. et cetera, which I don't think they're going to do, but that's all over the but place. But that was back when uh, I think Trudeau – Current Prime Minister, his old man was in charge too. Oh, yeah. So that was when they were like, they were socialist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Athens was um yeah, close to it. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the stadium now? Oh, mate. That is, if you are going to Google something just out of pure boredom, go and look at. Like Sydney, we did pretty good. Like oh, we we it. used our resources and and we you the know, stadium's still getting a good yeah. run now. But I mean, there's a I think Sarajevo is probably the worst, <laughs> the Winter Olympics. Yeah, because obviously Yugoslavia crumbled yeah. after that, which is you know circumstance. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, some of the yeah. Some of the the facilities are, I mean, they're homeless shelters yeah, now. Yeah. The bobsled track. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, Athens. I mean, that was a waste of money. Yeah. I mean, could you say the Rio World Cup having a eighty thousand stadia 
in the middle of the Amazon was a bit of a waste, that too, yeah. Anyway, we digress. We're boring the listeners now. <laughs> Go overlook. Oh. Let us know what you think. If you, can, if you can find a bigger waste of money... Send it to us. Let us know. Very good, body. I've just left our mics on mute. Yep. Um, all, good. all good. We're back. We're back. Um, now, you've outdone look, the yourself the internet is week, undefeated. We've, we've got quite a line-up this week. Um, look, I've gone through looking at the internet and um, just lining up some of the best stuff. Look, uh, the first one I've found, mate, Michael Jordan's mum. <laughs> this is an absolute pearl. So I'll, I'll share the screen. I don't know if it'll work. Um, let's see if we can just restart the capture here. I know this is boring for the uh, for the listeners, but we will do this. Give me a moment. And yep. rightio. So we'll share that with our, with our viewers. Okay, so Michael Jordan's mum. So he was in an ad back in the day. Mm. And then um, basically... He was in a thousand ads, wasn't he? Yeah, so they used Michael Jordan's mum as a part of the ad and then she did a dunk. But (laughs) 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 you play the video here. And then she does a dunk, and it's dead set. The stunt double looks nothing like her. <laughs> just so let's go again. Oh, can we see it one more time? Shoots it in. Here we go. Here's the dunk. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. So I'll pause there, but it gets better in the comments. So here we go. Why does her stunt double look like Charlie Murphy? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not even close. Oh, uh, that was his brother, the only man <laughs> MJ ever said was better than him. <laughs> oh, that is good. Uh, that is fantastic. What else we got, mate? All right, mate. Let's keep digging. Keep digging. Uh, what do we got? Um, down, down, down. Rightio. So the waste management, mate, oh. that kicked off again. Um, so did you check out much of the waste management? So is a whole fifteen of the waste yeah. management is just an absolute ripper. So it's a it's the par three, and they yeah. said they replicated it with the live tournament um, recently. Yeah, but um, I'll share this one again. So this comes off Instagram AA Casper two three three. I will give him a shout out. Um, Look, this guy is absolutely sloshed. Yeah. Like, this is not even the worst you would see at the waste management. They're just on the cans all day. Mate, and this he's, bloke... He's dead set thinks he's playing limbo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a natural. Oh, he He's is. an absolute natural. So this is the putt to win it. So I don't even know if it is at 15th. This must be at the 18th. Look, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put it right out there. He... um. He, he doesn't know who won that tournament. He definitely doesn't know what hole he's at, that's for <laughs> sure. So anyway, he's on the lean. He's on the tilt. So the putt will go in in a second. I'm not sure that's even a mate. I reckon that's a, <laughs> that's a bystander just going, come on, brother. I can look after you. Oh, that is just... that. You know, there's drunk and then there's levels. That oh, is mate. levels above. So here it goes. <laughs> and they all go up. And then he just crumbles. He starts <laughs> oh, no. tripping everyone, everyone over. over him. Oh, it's fantastic. 
Absolutely fantastic. Oh, no RSA there. Ah, no. But why would they? No. I mean, fun police aren't welcome. Uh, Uh, Do you reckon they picked him off the grass the next morning? Uh, I mean... He definitely wouldn't have made it home, I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> Rightio, this one comes from uh, the Stoke-on-Trent live news media. Viagra <laughs> thief, not a hardened criminal, oh. says lawyer. <laughs> How good is that? So, the uh, yeah, the headline, Viagra thief, not a hardened criminal. Oh, what else we got, mate? Which is good, but it obviously, it's the comments here. So, he did receive a stiff sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stroke on Trent, more like it. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. The Netflix series is a flop. <laughs> oh. Oh. Now, this one's a good one. This one's a good one. So, you know how, like, the the piss take of, like, players putting the uh, the ball outside of the, of the corner zone? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, this guy has... Um, He's got the uh, the corner. He's moved the ball out, but he's just oh, winding yeah, yeah. up the Dorking um, fan. So have a look at him. So he puts them out there, and they all start kicking off. <laughs> you got you got the wanker in the back. He's giving the way. He's just loving it. He goes, "I'm winding these blokes up." I mean, they're blowing it. He is just loving it. <laughs> oh, it is good. It is good. What's he, what's he saying, Tanker? <laughs> oh, oh, very good. Oh, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Yes. Um, now, I think the one, the final one we'll go with, we'll leave it at this one, but this is just fantastic. And the thought, thought that this bloke could potentially again be the president of the United States is amazing. But but Donald Trump, like this is legitimately on his on his social media page, has posted this one about Joe Biden. So anyway, let's play it. (laughs) (laughs) He's basically dubbed over that he's going into a retirement elderly care village. Oh mate. So uh, good. Tell you what. So good. Oh, That's a ripper. Mate. I mean, how good is that? Are oh, those debates and all that going to be with the upcoming election? Mate? Absolute ripper. Uh, Come on. Oh, very good, mate. Very good. Um, any punts, mate, before we move on? Mate, I didn't have any punts over the weekend, but we're going to Vegas. It would be remiss of us not to chuck a few a few dollars on the footy. I think it? so. Yeah. I think it's rude not to. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Gamble responsibly. Of course, of course. Mm. And uh, so, look, mate, I'm going to uh, Reese Walsh, first try scorer into the Broncos, 13-plus. I think they're going to have a field day over there. Gonna go and yeah, okay. Manly in trouble. Mm. Okay. Um look, I've got nothing. I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna give it a wide berth this week. Mm. But uh penis of the week, mate. Mate, I've uh I've got to go with my um uh golfing expert from from the top. Oh yes, yeah, boy, you I. can't, yeah. Penis of the week. Yeah, you know. Know your audience, mate. Uh I get that you might not have recognised her as a professional golfer, but surely you recognised her swing as bloody good. Yes. <laughs> if you didn't, you're the problem, yeah. champ. Maybe you should have spent that 20 years a bit better. Anyway. <laughs> like all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rightio, penis of the week for me. Um, oh, 
What can we do? What can we do? Penis of the week. Look, it's going to have to be um, the bloke whinging about... um, So, what's his name? Bloody... I'll get him up here. Oh, um... Mullenstein, is it? Mullenstein. Mullenkamp. Mullenkamp. Renee Mullenstein was a Man United coach. Uh, Mullenkamp, mate. Look, if a bloke's going to fart during your darts, like, don't suck. Like, you know, come on, harden up, champ. You're the penis of the week. Yep, you've earned it. Well done. It's just, it's part of the game, mate. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's it. You know? You're meant to be Dutch. You're meant to be used to that sort of stuff. All right, mate. Tell that's what, done us. It must have been on. Must have been on there. Oh, I hope it was. <laughs> like, be great. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh. Okay, don't fart at the darts. Don't give professional golfers tips. Otherwise, you will end up our penis of the week. Um, just looking at the stream. No. Nah. No penis of the weeks have been shared this week, so we'll continue on. Uh, Rightio, mate, that's us done. We have nailed it. Uh, Anything to add other than, uh, obviously, like and subscribe. Share our show around, whether it be YouTube, podcast platforms. Footy tipping. Footy tipping as well. Get into the uh, ESPN footy tips. Seriously, guys, get in contact. We want to hear from you. We want to get your ideas out here as well. This is your forum. Absolutely. And for any of our uh, listeners up in Yapoon. Home of the seagulls. The goals. We say good night. And farewell.